0: My name is William Earle, and welcome back to another episode of Unreserved. In this series, we discuss the various issues surrounding the modern First Nations, Métis, and Inuit communities through means such as interviews and the analysis of Indigenous novels. This episode is brought to you by the Douglas Cardinal Foundation for Indigenous Education, an organization created to promote and support Indigenous language and culture. This is my summative project for Miss Beck's Grade 11 Aboriginal Voices English class. In this episode, we will be giving a brief summary of the novel, Kiss of the Fur Queen by Thompson Highway, followed by an attempt to answer the essential question, to what extent can one heal through passion and love? Through the analysis of characters Jeremiah and Gabriel, we will see through their eyes the true aftermath of residential schools and what they did in order to overcome the demons that haunt them. And finally, we will end in a guest appearance of Jeremiah Okimasis in a heartfelt interview. I'm going to begin by giving a basic overview of the novel. Kiss of the Fur Queen by Thompson Highway tells the story of two brothers, Champion and one Mito, who were torn from their majestic caribou hunting life in a small village to attend a Catholic residential school. The two brothers lived a happy life of dancing, singing, hunting, and dogs sled riding until one day their lives changed forever. Jeremiah, the eldest of the two and passionate musician, was excited at first to leave his home because he got to fly down south in an airplane, a foreign activity to his people. However, once arriving at his new school, Jeremiah was welcomed by an unwanted haircut, a new identity, and was forbidden to speak his language. A few years later, the time comes for younger brother Gabriel to attend the school as well. Gabriel and Jeremiah are abused both mentally, physically, and sexually during their time at the residential school. The one thing that helps them persevere both during their time at school and after is their love for dance and music. Later on in life, Jeremiah moves on to Winnipeg to pursue his dream of becoming a world-class piano player, while Gabriel follows his heart in the art of ballet and dance. As time goes on, the two brothers begin to grow apart, Gabriel not believing in the Catholic ways he was raised to believe, while Jeremiah still clinging to the religious ways of the church. At the peak of the brothers' conflict, Jeremiah tipped Gabriel over the edge by accusing him of letting someone do what that disgusting old priest did and Gabriel threatens to break Jeremiah's arm. With each new section of the book, the boys age more and more. After years of living apart and not on talking terms, the two brothers finally set aside their differences and perform a show, Jeremiah playing his music and Gabriel leading a tremendous dance performance. to attempt to bring light to the essential question, to what extent can one heal through passion and love? Hopefully, through answering this question, we will gain a greater understanding towards the various indigenous issues through the use of the two most prominent themes in the novel. First, the cultural genocide experienced by Champion and one Mito when they were ripped from their magical life and forced into a life of misdirection. Champion, the oldest brother, was the first to face the experience of their new school. Before he arrived at school, Champion felt nothing but excitement to begin school down south. However, upon arrival, Champion could tell something just wasn't quite right. Excitement and curiosity quickly turned to fear as he was forced to shave his head despite the sentimental values his hair had to him clip 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 champion can feel his hair falling like snowflakes but flakes of human skin he was being skinned alive in public the center of his nakedness shriveled to the size and texture of a raisin the world staring pointing laughing page 53 not only was champion robbed of his hair but he was also given a new name in order to completely kill the indian inside of him The altered name and appearance of Jeremiah makes him confused and lost because he was taught to believe in the ways of the Catholic Church. Therefore, when he and his brother are mistreated by the school's priests, they are led to believe that their abuse is is what's right. Secondly, the pattern of sexual abuse the boy's face puts them through a great deal of mental and emotional trauma. The idea of being taken advantage of in such a despicable way is so unfathomable to Gabriel that he creates metaphors inside his own head to lighten what is really happening to him. Gabriel is assaulted throughout the novel. He describes the taste Fuck. When Gabriel is assaulted throughout the novel, he describes the taste of men entering his mouth as warm honey, which is his favorite food the naked body pressing his lips, positioning itself for entry, until, upon the buds that lined his tongue, warm honey flowed like river water over granite. Page 169 No matter how emotionally difficult life was for the Okimasa's brothers, they both had their passage to help get them by. Jeremiah had his music, and Gabriel had his dancing. Their time at school seemed to have been, have done irreversible damage. But they are able to heal through their passion and love for the arts. Even when times get so dark that they cease to talk, Jeremiah and Gabriel are able to come together and put on a play, named One Day in the Life of a Cree Man in Toronto. Gabriel flailed his arms like an orchestral conductor fencing with an agitato. Jeremiah clawed at the keyboard, tidal waves of red smashing at his eyeballs. Page 280. Finally, the healing, finally healing the conflict between the brothers and their wounds once and for all. Now, for the long-awaited interview, I would like to give a warm welcome to Jeremiah Okimasis, also known as Champion. Now, Jeremiah, I have three questions for you. The first one is a tough one, and I fully understand if you don't wish to answer it. So. What
1: was the most traumatizing experience for you while attending your residential school? Well, there were countless traumatizing experiences for me and my brother throughout our years attending school. The most traumatizing of all, however, happened on one of Gabriel's first nights at school. I had awakened with a start from a dream of playing concerts to the vast herds of caribou. I heard young Gabriel whimpering from his bed and decided to go check up on him. A dark hulking figure hovered over him like a crow. He was being raped by Father Bouchard, the headmaster of our school. The image will be engraved into my brain until the day I die. Wow, thank you for sharing that Jeremiah.
0: I know that must have been difficult to talk about. Now my second question is, what made you
1: continue to follow the ways of the Catholic Church, despite how the priest treated you and your brother? Well, to be honest, it was because my mother and father always taught us to be faithful Catholics, and I felt like I would be betraying them if I were to abandon everything they taught me throughout my life. Oh, I see, that makes sense. Now my
0: final question is, what advice do you have regarding discrimination for any indigenous kids that may
1: be out there listening? To all those children, I would like to say, life is tough, but that's something you have to accept because you go through hard times and great times, but as long as you follow your passion and stick to what you feel is right for you, for me, it is my music. No matter how hard my life became, I always had my music to guide me through. It was something I could look forward to and spend my time on to channel my emotions. All I had to say to anyone out there listening, going through a hard time is, find something you love and never let it go. Well, wow. thank you for, for your time. Let's have a round of applause for Jeremiah Okinasis.
0: Now, to wrap up this episode, I would like to thank our special guest star, Chris Earle, for his incredible job in portraying Jeremiah in this interview. All in all, despite the way Jeremiah and Gabriel demonstrated a great deal of perseverance by pursuing their passions even throughout the most difficult of times in order to heal their wounds, there is no way of truly moving on and forgetting on the impact the residential schools had on their lives. And thank you to all of you for listening to this episode of Unreserved. If you like what you heard, join us next week, where we will have a, an exclusive interview with author Thompson Highlight. Till then, I hope everyone has a great summer. Thank you.